All right, thanks, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you. Toll-free on numbers, 800-941-SHAWN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, by now, most of you, if not all of you, I'm sure, have seen the incident with the police, five officers, and Tyree uh, Nichols, uh, which ultimately resulted in his death. Um, I guess if there's any surprise, and there really shouldn't be a surprise here, um, everybody knows there are good cops. I would say the majority of them are. My, my own personal experience in life, I've had a couple of cops that, you know, were really obnoxious in, in a lot of ways. Yes, and no matter how polite you're even being, and they, they just, I don't know, have a chip on their shoulder. Maybe they're having a bad day, whatever it happens to be. I guess the biggest surprise to me is the number of people that have decided that in spite of the fact that all the officers in this case, all five of them are black and the and Tyree Nichols is black and 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 they're still trying to turn this into a race case. You know, latest person to do this this morning apparently was New York City Mayor Eric Adams on fake news CNN saying that race played a major role in Nichols murder. I'm having a hard time understanding how they got there uh, because, you know, the police chief who happens to be African-American herself said race is off the table in this case. Adam says, you know, when asked, do you agree that race is off the table? No, I don't. He says, I think race is still on the table when a culture of policing historically has treated those from different groups differently even when the individuals are from the same group, that culture can still exist. I think this is simply, it's not more complicated than what you see this as. This is a case of, you know, there are good cops and there are not good cops. I'd like to think the majority of people that I, my experience has been people that go into law enforcement. They know they're taking on a very difficult job. They know they're, they know they, they, they can lose their life on at any given minute. They all know that they take on the risk to protect and to serve their communities. That's what I've discovered in the course of my life. Are there bad apples in every field? Sure. Including broadcasting. I can name them names you'd recognize easily, but that's a different story for a different day. So, you know, in, in the wake of this, and I'm, I'm looking at, at so many people in their comments, and I'm trying to understand how they got to the positions that they got you know, by saying the things that they've been saying. And, and yet it just goes on and on and on. And, you know, even to the point where you have the Biden administration, they've now made a decision to open a civil rights investigation into the Tyree Nichols murder. Jonathan Turley wrote a great piece about this. He said the move of the Justice Department to open a civil rights investigation is surprising he denounced the killing and went on to say that even the Memphis police chief told the public that the race of the officers takes off the table that issue and brings into the forefront problems in law enforcement, you know, that they're about race, basically saying then that that's not the case. That was a general rule that such civil rights investigations would follow state investigations and state charges. Uh, that rule was discarded by the Obama administration in cases like the case of Trayvon Martin, after the fanfare, the investigation, the administration quietly shut it down and did not bring any charges. Remember, you had eyewitness testimony that we didn't know till the very end, although I knew it was coming because I had my sources, which is why we always end up being right on all of these cases. 
I had sources in Ferguson, Missouri that were telling me, Sean, there are multiple African-Americans that corroborate the officer's story about Michael Brown and that this hands up, don't shoot incident never happened. And Michael Brown was the one that reached into the police officer's car and struggled for his gun when the shot first shot went off. And then Michael Brown charged the police officer. All of that corroborated by African-Americans testifying in the case. Just like I was tipped off that none of these officers in the Freddie Gray case in Baltimore were ever going to be found guilty of anything. And everyone had predicted that there would be guilty verdicts. And I said, there's not going to be guilty verdicts in this case. I'm not even sure what we what they haven't done yet is broken down and identified each officer in their specific role in this incident with Tyree Nichols. Um, you know, certainly the officer that, you know, ran up and kicked him in the head twice uh, is going to be one of those people that will rightly be charged with second degree murder uh, or the people that are wailing on him and, and beating the hell out of him. You know, what's so frustrating to me is you got five officers there that are supposed to be trained officers of an elite unit, which since has now been disbanded over the weekend, they're supposed to be part of an elite unit. And five guys couldn't cuff one, one person, uh, one young man. And that tells me that their training is poor. You know, it's, if, if you know, basic, you know, jujitsu manipulations, I'm telling you, you could take somebody's fingers and get them to comply. You can get their wrist, put it in a, a Kardashian wrist lock, and they're going to comply. And these are not hard maneuvers for police officers to be trained in the use of. Well, you got five on one. The other thing that really struck me is where was that one officer to walk over when they had full control of Tyree Nichols on the ground and he wasn't fully complying by getting completely on his on on his uh, waist on his, you know, late put his face down. And he was he obviously he was upset that he was pulled over. Obviously, he wanted answers to questions. The cops were just frustrated seemingly from the get go. But there wasn't one guy that walked over and said, all right, everybody, take, take a deep breath. What's your name? Tyree. Okay, Tyree, listen to me. You got to take it easy here. Our goal is not to hurt you. Our goal is to get to the bottom of what has gone on here, and we need your help, and we need your cooperation. I don't want you getting hurt. I don't want our officers getting hurt. I have five guys here. You're not going to get away. We're not going to hurt you. We just want to question you. I'm asking for your cooperation. You know, that tone, that cadence probably could, it may not have worked, it may not work every time, but it certainly could have an impact by a lot of people. I think that would have an impact on tons of people. Uh, so, you know, and then, and then there's this race to bring up the racial issue. You know, the, uh, that I'm having a hard time understanding some of the comments with so many people as it relates to, you know, the coverage in this particular case. You know, I just, it, it makes no sense to me. I have a montage of some of the media. Let me play it for you. Uh, blaming race for Tyree Nichols' death. Listen. This is an outrage. And race still is involved, Joe, as you and I spoke about on the phone. Because right. I don't believe those five cops would have done that to a young white on a, uh, no. on a traffic stop. I'm not surprised the officers here were black because 
when we talk about race and policing, we talk about the way black men, black women, black people are perceived and the way they are perceived by all of us. And so anti-black racism, uh, the idea of thinking of black men and women as prone to violence, as dangerous, as bigger or stronger or, or, or more insidious than they really are, is something that can infect all of our minds. Um, and black people are not immune from that as well. There's this very simplistic notion that says, well, if a white cop is doing something uh, to an unarmed black person, then that's racism. Um, but we sometimes forget, unfortunately, um, uh, African-Americans can also be guilty of hatred and bias and bigotry against other African-Americans. But I think uh, race is still on the table uh, when a culture of policing historically has treated uh, those from different groups differently, uh, even when the individuals are from that same group, that culture can still exist. And we have to zero in on it, being honest about it, and making sure that we properly train police for the realities of the cities that they are policing in. It shouldn't be a surprise to people um, that uh, individual black people can actually do anti-black things. Anyone who knows the history uh, of enslavement, anyone who knows the, the history of policing knows that black people can do anti-black things. And communities of color, they often have different types of policing than many of our white brothers and sisters have in their community. And this video illustrates it, that it's this culture that says it doesn't matter whether the police officers are black, Hispanic, or white, that it is somehow allowed for you to trample on the constitutional rights of certain citizens from certain ethnicities and certain communities. This has nothing to, this case had nothing to do with race that I can see. The officers were black, all of them. The case of Tyree Nichols, he was black. Uh, I could see bad policing. I could see poor training. I could see a lack of professionalism. I mean, it's like these cops took it personally. There was five of them, and they couldn't even get this, this young man in handcuffs. And, and you have to ask why. Why couldn't this have been handled better? This kid did not need to be kicked in the head, beaten silly, you know, have frustrated cops. You know, and by the way, how many times have I said that stupid taser is junk? I've said it so many times and, and sure, click, 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 boom, doesn't work. Van Jones writing on fake news CNN that the police that killed Tyree Nichols were black, but they still might have been driven by racism. The narrative that white cop kills unarmed black man should never have been the sole lens through which we attempted to understand police abuse and misconduct. It's time to move to a more nuanced discussion of the way police violence endangers black lives. Black people are not immune to anti-black messages, he said. One of the sad facts about anti-black racism is that black people ourselves are not immune to its pernicious effects. Society's message that, the black, that black people are inferior, unworthy, and dangerous is pervasive. Well, are you saying that the black Officers, there's so many, by the way, police departments in the country where they have majority minority police departments. And, you know, NPR, you have Ben Crump is on so spot on here. When you look at uh, this, it's never really about the demographics or the ethnicity or the racial makeup of the uh, and the racial makeup of the officer. It's about demographics, the ethnicity and racial makeup of the person who is being policed. That's that is wrong. 
Reverend Al Sharpton, Tyree Nichols' death is an outrage and race is still involved. You know, Ben Crump, ABC, it's not the race of the police officer that is the determining factor of whether they're going to engage in excessive force, but it is the race of the citizen. And this, this, these comments were widespread. Jameel Hill claiming that black people can carry water for white supremacy. You're stuck on faces, uh, you know, making that statement. Um, I, I, I just see bad policing overall. I see five cops that are supposed to be professionally trained, incapable, five of them, of handcuffing one suspect, you know, for what seems like a minor infraction. And when a guy's screaming for their mother and he's that, by the time they had the second encounter, if they didn't realize that they were not going to calm the suspect down, things needed to be treated very, very differently. Instead of anger, instead of, you know, spraying mace at the guy, instead of, you know, manhandling the kid, this young man, they could have handled it a thousand different ways and professionally. And if he still resisted, yes, it would take force to get him in handcuffs. But five officers that are in an elite unit ought to be able to do that in their sleep for crying out loud. Shouldn't be that difficult. Uh, Anyway, we'll have a debate on it coming up later in the program today. Look. If uh, you want to save money, these are tough economic times. I've got the perfect company to the, that you're going to want to use, and it's Pure Talk. It's my cell phone company, and you're going to get the exact same tower, cell towers and 5G network as you get from the big carriers, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. You'll be paying about half the price. The average family saves close to $1,000 a year. Many families are saving even much more. You keep your phone, you keep your phone number, you'll have the same number of coverage bars because it's the same towers and same 5G network. You get blazing fast data, unlimited talk and text. That's just 30 bucks a month. And your first month is absolutely risk-free. If you try it and you're not completely happy, you get your money back. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword, save now. If you do it now, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Pound 250, keyword, save now. Uh, and that's for the exact same service. You're paying half. It's real money in your pocket. Pure talk, simply smarter, wireless.